0: Scratch scratch your the podcast where we
1: debate which track to scratch off some of the most known and unknown albums of all time.
0: We live in an era of singles. This is an album. People no longer listen to an album for the work it truly is. It kind of defines a band. It's just not something that people relate to nowadays. We've all gotten the dreaded started out as a game.
1: Which track, track on the album, the album? Would, would, would you scratch out, out? out if you had to? Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the Scratch Track podcast
0: presented by the Juniper Show. I'm and I am Grim, and today we are going to discuss an old favorite, tiny music, Songs from the Vatican gift shop by Stone Temple Pilots. STP, baby. And yes,
1: uh, as we discussed on our Monday episode, if you have not seen that, um, <laughs> they came out with a new super deluxe version, comes with one vinyl, three CDs, check out that episode, but also, it marks the 25th anniversary.
0: 25th, and I I wish I still had my CD oh, to dude. hold up, or even just the disc. That. Yeah, I wonder how scratch that is. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder if the scratch is what I would pick. We Ooh. can only find out. Oh, man. Damn, I can't wait. So, mm. if you're not already a subscriber and you don't already like us, maybe go ahead and give us a quick like, subscribe, and comment. And, uh, yeah. you know, we'll see if the scratch matches over time. Exactly. So, kind of think you know, it will. Yeah. <laughs> It might. We could go to OT on this one, maybe. Huh? I think it's possible.
1: Um, so we also did an episode on purple um, when we first started our show. I think it was one of the first ten episodes we did. So there's no and video yet. And we hadn't really f-
0: even found our groove yet. You know, no, we were we, had, we were still kind of feeling it out. Like we our groove is fine, but just the groove of the show and how we exactly. you know kind of navigate all that. So Yeah. We should do an episode how Dune Grim got their groove back. Dude. All right. I want to because the Dude and Grim show prior to this format does have a history that is worth knowing. So stay tuned for that. Exactly. All right. So on to
1: tiny music here, released March 26, nineteen ninety six. Yes, we are all old now. Produced by one of our one of our favorites and one of the you know Brendan O'Brien. I feel like he's a producer that doesn't get talked about enough or maybe oh get enough my credit. gosh no S- yeah seemed to be a, a protege of uh, uh rick rubin because he you know he they were kind of together a, on blood sugar yeah, sex magic sugar he sex was magic. the
0: engineer yeah and i dude i watched um i i found a really good documentary that i think mtv did around the time of of its review you can find it on youtube it's about six and a half minutes long but it's pretty informative and dude the band it's stimulating the band bring up uh, working with Brendan O'Brien specifically, and like how they they really uh, took his opinions, and they had like kind of a way of communicating sometimes without even talking. Like like he just okay. had a feel for what the band wanted, and I think um, Robert and Dean DeLeo specifically were really talking about their relationship with him, Sweet. and. Um, and, and what an awesome cool. job. And they said he's a fantastic guitar player, great piano player. Really? Hell, dude, he played Hammond organ for Bob Dylan's um, Unplugged, MTV Unplugged. No way I did, yeah, did. I know that. Yeah, Brendan O'Brien's playing Hammond organ <coughs>
1: on that. Dude, that's badass. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, and he had produced, I believe, Core and Purple as well. He's worked with Pearl Jam over the years, a bunch of other bands. I You know, I don't have the list in front of me, but he's, he's – One of the top producers out there, especially during this period, he was working with, you know, kind of the heavyweights in the the area, you know, in this genre. Um, Well, dude, it sounds pretty cool where they because I believe I I don't know. I don't know much background around core. I know with Purple, they recorded some songs in in like a house. They I think they got out of the studio for Purple. But this one, dude, they recorded on a on a ranch is what it says in, in Santa Inez, California. Is that right?
0: Yeah. And, dude, I I saw another uh, interview on YouTube, which is like the three surviving members are talking yep. about it now, but it's them oh, really? talking about oh, it in the sweet. past. And it was about five minutes. And one thing that was really interesting um, was that they said they utilized almost every room in the house for different things. Um, I want to say yeah. that, and, and you can see this in the video for tripping on a Hole, where he's, uh, he's in a cedar closet and he has his shirt off. And he was like, it seemed like a great idea at the time, but it must have been 110 degrees up there. And he's <laughs> like, I was trying to get through it as quick as I could. And the right. other thing that's interesting is they wanted a completely dry drum sound, uh, uh-huh. like no reverb or anything for Big Bang Baby. So they recorded Big Bang Baby on the front lawn dude that's sweet or and not that's the whole sweet. band but but eric kratz was set up out on the front lawn doing the drums and they showed oh, video really- of it yeah yeah i guess i you know i have seen video of that because there's i have the
1: what is it it's the uh, years ago they came out with uh i think it was like a stone temple pilots like it was their greatest hits and on the cover it's like this shirtless woman in like a uh, a field of sunflowers or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. But also, yeah, but also includes uh, a DVD on it with tons of like the music videos, tons of live tracks and stuff like that. But I believe like the first track or there's like this sort of comprehensive music video of, of one of their songs, I believe. And they do have some footage like around the house and it does show Eric Kretz on, on the front lawn. The lawn. That's playing. So he did it. For, so he did it for that song. Okay. And it's
0: funny because in the one that the one that they really went into that in more detail is the one where the three the DeLeo brothers and Eric Kretz are talking about it like in, in nowadays. Yeah. And they said that. When he was doing it, there was only like two hours between when they started doing it and to when the sprinklers were going to come on, ah. and they were like, so we really had to get through that. And he was like, you know, in retrospect, I don't know why the hell we didn't just turn the sprinklers turn off, the sprinklers but off. <laughs> you know, I don't know if those dudes could have figured it out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would yeah. think, yeah, you'd hope, but I maybe not, because dude, apparently this this house was a 60,000 60, 60, square sixty-thousand-square-foot house. Really, oh, dude? They said they said the foyer of the house, which they yeah. used for something in the recording. Yeah. They said the foyer in the house was almost like a fucking high school basketball, uh, like a, dude, a you know gym. That's crazy. Well, it's funny you say sixty thousand because the note
1: I have here says twenty five thousand. Either way, dude. I mean, well, dude, a twenty five thousand foot square house would be insane. It's, it's too. nuts.
0: Yeah, like, I, that's just what they said in the video. Yeah. So I have not right. consulted the owners yet to to verify the. If anybody
1: out there knows, please, please let us know. If someone it else might be know, on well Zillow, I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, you know, Airbnb that shit, right? But one oh. thing
0: uh, you know that is interesting, and I, I guess I felt like even with Purple, they were moving away from like their initial sound that was super grungy. But people yeah. cited this album even more as even more of a departure from that initial kind of real grungy sound. Definitely. I mean, it's I think one of the
1: things is, too, is I noticed the biggest thing that I sort of noticed is the way Scott Weiland sings on this album. If you compare the way he sings on this album versus how he sings on core with this core, he's like real just kind of deep. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. yeah, it kind of like it's, that, it's,
0: that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, he's got this that. He's more it's, it's, honest. It's, it's it, this is more just scratchy and punky. And it's got like. He's not trying to sing almost like like pleasant or, or,
0: or good in any way. Yeah, it's, just, it, just like know. real down-to-earth and honest. And you can see where the scratchiness comes from because um, as we talk about maybe some of the videos, I, I really enjoy the video for tripping on a Hole uh, in a Paper Heart the most because it kind of shows them just like mainly recording in and around this house and then right. like kind of doing things together, which they did because apparently they had taken a little bit of a hiatus and yes. this was like a chance for them to like reconnect as, as Get dudes and just kind of hang out in this place. And I think they right. said the fact that they were living there and they could just goof around, but then, rec- you know, it was really good for him. Probably monitor Scott a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if we want to kind of segue into that a little bit. Um, you know, basically, um, you know, Scott Wyland was arrested for uh, for heroin and cocaine possession. And he was sentenced to one year probation Speedballs. Um, and,
0: Speed and so they
1: kind of, they took a little hiatus. Scott Weiland went and he, he formed his own little band called the magnificent bastards. <laughs> and then, um and recorded, I guess I didn't know this. Re- they recorded some songs for the tank girl soundtrack and also a yeah. John Lennon tribute album, which was kind of trippy. And yeah. then, and then the remaining STP members um started a band called talk show with, how do you say Dave coots? Is that right? Couts, yeah. I and, I'm not familiar And I would be
0: interested. Him, so. I, I'm not familiar I didn't even know about that, but I mean, of course, yeah, yeah. at that time, you know, I was what, fifteen and like the internet wasn't what it is now, so it was just harder to get some of this information <laughs> yeah. then than I We're feel like AOL it is now. like four point five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, chat rooms. Dialogue.
1: Yeah. Fucking social well, studies. So that's a yeah. dark dark place
0: yeah so (laughs) yeah i didn't know about that but honestly uh to watching this this interview again um when the delio brothers were talking about this they said they had like 30 songs and they just they just listed them all out and basically just wrote next to each one like who they think should sing it
1: yeah dave dave yeah Yeah, i I thought it was funny because dean even said he was like it was really weird because he was like in all reality big bang baby could have been a, a talk show, yeah. Song and everybody, everybody loves my car. Not familiar with that. It could have been on Tiny Music. So, yeah, I, th- th- that is really interesting that that they kind of just chose them that way. And I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll check out some uh, what is it? Some talk show. I, I, I've never I would heard like
0: to because, uh, uh, dude, I think on it, was was Kretz and talk show too.
1: You know, I, it sounds like it. They just kind of said the, you know, the other members. Yeah, it members. said the rest of the
0: band, so I would assume. But, uh, yeah. But, dude, I, I mean, and in, in no discredit to what Scott Weiland brought to the band, because even they said in that interview I watched, they said that there was, there was just a unique quality that he brought to the table and almost yeah. from not knowing music as well as they did, because, dude, the DeLeo brothers are just they're both just just monsters dude they're they're amazing
1: i mean they are really really talented yeah i was surprised too even kind of when i was listening to this album again um dean DeLeo gets a lot of credit for writing the songs I, i i i did not realize that i thought it was mostly you know um uh robert writing them and then um and then you know Scott coming up with the lyrics and stuff, but I was I was really surprised by that.
0: And it's it's weird because as you as you look at like a rock throughout you know whatever time and there's people who are always talked about as as guitarists, but dude, do not think Dean DeLeo gets enough credit. Oh, I, totally just agree. an excellent yeah. guitar player, and and not even so much that he's so good, but he he just comes up with the right parts, and and dude, yeah. the the different guitar sounds. He really, like, explores the whole palette of of how you can make it sound, dude. And, dude, Robert DeLeo is, I I would, if I was going to name, like, who I think the best bass players in rock music are, it would be, like, Uh a tie between him and McCartney. Wow. Wow. Dude, that's. that's Because McCartney has, he has a really interesting way of writing a bass line. But, dude, Robert, some of Robert DeLeo's bass lines are just, they're. Pretty badass. Phenomenal. Phenomenal, amazing, work. amazing, dude. definitely the best one in the '90s in that era of rock. No okay. one can touch him. Nobody yeah. can touch him, dude. Sweet. That is saying a
1: lot because there were some good, good. uh
0: I guess Flea's are really goes. good too, but different, oh, different, yeah. well, different uh, styles. Dude, they're they're Flea, sty- yeah. stylistically they're just so different. But I got. It, anyways, right? that makes sense. Anyways, anyways. Well, I, I don't know. Do you want
1: you want to get into the tracks here, Mr. Green?
0: Yeah, I do. Real quick, want to talk about the cover art a little bit hmm. because yes. the cover art o- <laughs> always kind of struck me. I, honest to God, I always thought it was a little weird. Hmm. Well, and even I mean, the name of the
1: album is a little weird. Like it's just yeah. kind of, it's just weird. The album itself is actually pretty weird. But yeah, I we know. Can talk about, but it, we can it's, about the it's cover funny
0: here. because you have this kind of palette of like blue like blue right because of the water and then the the lyric sheet is blue but then the back of it is weird it looks like some sort of strange altar with a bunch of religious stuff by it right but i love they have those two like sprays up in the top and one says evil be gone and one is a curse removing spray which i think is really funny and it kind of goes with the whole aesthetic of like you know, like if the if if there was such, well, I'm sure there is thing is the Vatican gift shop. Like that's the kind sure of shit they would have there. Yeah. Well, if there's not, I'm sure there's plenty of street peddlers. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I just the the cover was, and I remember thinking that when I bought it as as a kid that the, I just thought the cover was kind of weird, but the album is right. great.
1: Right. No, I'm with you, man. Um. <clears throat> all right, dude. Let's get into the tracks here. Yeah. Um. So start with number one, might as well just press play, right? Um, which is a, a very cool intro track. One of you my favorites. Me, okay, good. Yeah. You just hey. left a little lost.
0: <laughs> well, no, because as I'm looking and, you know, admittedly, we use Wikipedia for a lot of this stuff, especially if we're just going to scroll through the tracks. But in the wiki entry, it says 121, which is what we would know as listening to the album. But it says 427 on the LP. You see hmm. that? Interesting. No.
1: Interesting. That is, I I'm not looking at the wiki right now. Oh, well,
0: yeah. Yeah. And see, that's what I'm wondering. I would, I wonder if you just buy the LP then, if it is that like, not the super amazing, totally amazing, excellent discovery version. Huh? Well, that's the
1: thing in the, um, you know, we were just talking about it on Monday's episode, one of the one of the tracks on disc two, the, where they have the alternate versions and demos, is uh, apparently the full length version of "Press Play." And if you listen to it, that was one of my things because I was like, "Man, I love it! It's kind of chill and groovy and everything." Like, I would it's, listen it's, to that for it's, it's four and a half minutes. Yo, yeah, easy. Yeah. Um, and I was just curious though, because and that was one of the questions before I found that out, and I was doing my research earlier today. I was like. This has got to be part of a bigger track. Oh yeah, like it's like it's just like a snippet in a portion, which is which is really cool. So I would imagine they just kind of
0: played around. And one thing I think that I didn't know until reading this is Dean and Robert DeLeo switched instruments on this track. Uh, Oh no way! Yeah, so Dean is playing (laughs) bass on this, and Robert is playing guitar, and Mister Brendan O'Brien is playing the Rhodes piano, which sounds absolutely gorgeous on it well this is cool the Rhodes electric piano of course yeah of course i love it when in the thing they they list it it says says that he plays piano on this song and i'm like uh, yeah okay that let's be a little more specific here i don't want to split hairs here dude but i'm sorry there's a difference between an acoustic piano and a Rhodes. i mean you could just feel it anyways
1: Yeah, you're right. No, I just pulled this up and it says, yeah, 427 on the LP. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I wonder if they decided the weekend yeah, after they decided this. to to, <laughs> to put the whole thing on there.
0: I, um, which I yeah,
1: I I want to buy it now just for that. <laughs> just for that. Well, you know, if you're on Spotify or Apple, you can listen to it too. You don't need to buy it. You need to pay ninety dollars. Because the special edition of the audio is going to be on there.
0: Oh, no, I know that. But I meant even just I wonder if just on Uh, the regular LP, it just is like, yeah, because it doesn't say anything about, you know. Yeah. Anyways, that would be pretty cool. Um,
1: So, yeah, this is it's kind of interesting because I feel like this is a little bit of a tease (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it it is such a short little song in the sound. But, dude, it, it it sounds like almost nothing else on the album. And then you just jump into the next track, which is "Pops Love uh, Suicide," oh. which you go from this like chill kind of sound to basically just getting punched in the face. right? Yeah. I mean, dude, that song it just, dude, it just really, really hits you hard. So it's a complete 180 in, from from these tracks.
0: And, and I really, really love "Pops Love Suicide." It's, I, I think it, and even lyrically, it just kind of speaks of like the dark side of fame. Sure. Sure. And along with tumble in the rough, but I think that's yeah. even more specifically about his drug problems. But I think pops yeah. love suicide has just an interesting look at the dark side of fame and musically it's, it's just an awesome song. Oh, it's, it's really cool, man. Yeah, it's really cool. And, and this,
1: this kind of, I mean, this is, you know, if you're listening to this for the first time, you're like, wow, okay, this doesn't sound anything like core, right? Yeah. Like, there's nothing like core and really nothing like purple. Um, especially what True. he's doing with his with True. his vocals and and his vocals are very punky and scratchy on this album yeah. almost not, not in a, and i don't mean this in a critical way almost kind of like whiny sometimes like oh yeah ah, sure you know like yeah. so um but then we move on dude tumble in the rough which mm-hmm. is to me kind of a, a just a great continuation from pop's love suicide because i mean it has a similar sort of sort of feel like i'd put them in the same family a little bit is to you know it's got the just the grittiness to it yeah um you know i love how the guitar you know just kind of comes you know in the right in the beginning right uh it's so cool yeah. man it's like well sort it's of machine like it's cool. it is
0: and it's funny too because this one is credited to just scott wyland even though i'm sure that uh like dean and robert had an influence on the rest of it musically but they talk about this in the interview that i referenced and they said that he was just learning how to play guitar and he had those two chords that did Oh yeah. And so he came to them and was like, dude, this is this is gonna be a song and he just played those two chords over and over and they were kinda like, Yes, yeah, sweet, yeah, and, and, but they were they were also like he just had such conviction about it like you know so we yeah. we kind of went with it and that's what it became but you know at first you would have been like that's great that you've learned two chords two but sorts. what are you what else are you gonna do yeah,
1: but they made like, it we, but right yeah it's like let's we gotta take this song somewhere but dude some of the lyrics i mean one of my favorite lyrics in this song is i don't want any plastic validation like yeah. i just think that's that's pretty fucking cool uh but also i can't I'm live i'm looking I can't for sleep. a new way to die yeah, <laughs> yeah. For a new do- yeah, I can booze. I can booze. Steal your shoes so I can move. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got some really interesting lyrics. Sometimes I don't understand all of them, um, but but they're the way he kind of plays with words. Sometimes it's uh, he's an interesting lyricist for sure. Yeah, I
0: absolutely agree.
1: Yeah, well, now we go to Big Bang Baby, which I believe was the first, first single, single off yeah. off the album, and um, you know I, this is you know it's hard to say i don't know if this is my favorite Oh, STP dude, song it, it, but it's, it's up there it is yeah, really up it's, there it's in my fave 5 for sure but it could be in even top 3 yeah um, it, it's i love how the song really you know it's it's very nasty in parts but then it kind of seamlessly transitions into the, sort of these poppy parts and yeah i love when the, the group comes in you know when they sing the oh, harmonies, for right? For yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, it's so cool,
0: man! I know, it's, and, and uh, lyrically again, between... it's kind of like exploring this this darker underbelly of of fame,
1: yeah. Which oh, which and... seems
0: to be a real like reoccurring theme. I mean, like meat plow and, but yeah. but I I get it. I mean, if you're just kind of regular guys in a rock band, and all of a sudden you get catapulted into fame, like that would probably be a pretty big topic to write about absolutely and and especially I mean his his
1: troubles have been pretty well chronicled yeah. and um, you know he definitely had some had lots of struggles and he never really got over those struggles unfortunately
0: well um, and, so, and they talk a lot about the video which I I think is worth mentioning because apparently they did this video for like next to nothing because well, if you watch the video yeah I know you can tell. but <laughs> they said they said a couple things number one they had never done a video where it was just like them kind of just playing Play live like that. That's true. Okay. And then they they also said that at that time there were videos with like that were actually like million dollar budget videos with oh, like helicopter yeah. shots and all this crazy yeah. shit. And they were like we just wanted to do some they they said that they felt this whole album uh was stripped down and they wanted to do a like a like that That's on so video. Yeah. I
1: mean, it, it, if you have seen the video, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's just them like basically playing in a white room. Yeah. And then there's like there's like a TV and like Which you just sing it in the TV and then yeah, and, and then, then they, they pull smash it. I love that. Uh-huh. And then when it gets into the nothing's for free part, it gets all like they they kind of instead you would call it a green screen, they they white screen yeah. it, basically, yeah. and it. Um, you know it gets all like sort of psychedelic-y and and, and everything it's, it's 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 cool man the, the video always
0: stood out to me i, I yeah. remember the first they time said it, they said like, oh, they they basically cool. edited it like right there while they while they were filming it because they talked about how they did the part with like the 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 hearts where they're in uh-huh. like the hearts And and they were just like, oh, yeah, this would be cool. This would be cool. And which that's almost like a Brady Bunchy kind of thing, you know, where they, I don't know. It is really cool, though. I I really enjoyed watching it again after X amount of years.
1: Well, then we have next track, third single off of the album, Lady Picture Show. Um, They finally kind of turn it down a notch. Yeah. After we've had three songs in a row that kind of hit pretty hard now this is still it's a slower rock song i guess that's the way i would i would kind of characterize It still has you know driving loud guitar to it but definitely is is much slower um you know he still sings with the grittiness and i'm not 100 percent sure what the song is exactly about yeah um you know
0: i, it, I do like the way they shot the video because Isn't it? It's, I didn't rewatch it. Isn't it like the black and white kind of? It is, but they did a really film style. Yeah, but they did, it looks like some of the stuff they got was actually old film. Now whether it was or not, I don't know, but it looks like that. And then the way they incorporate the band into it, I, I think they did a good job with that video. Cool. A really good nice. job, and it's it's pretty unique. I can't say I've seen another one like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, surprised that this was this this was a single.
1: A single. I. I. Yeah. Me too. Um. I mean it. It is very different because the other one. So Big Bang Baby was the first, then Tripping on a Hole, and then Lady Picture Show. Um. I'm not sure what other one I would have chosen. Maybe. I mean, dude, I think seven they probably Tigers is good, said, or or even Tumble in the Rough, or Pops Love Suicide. I mean, dude, art school you know, girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, I think they went with this one because. Lady, I wouldn't say it's the it's not the slowest on the album. Maybe more accessible. Yeah, 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 probably, probably. Um, and all right, so uh, let's move on to "And So I Know." Mm-hmm. Um, this is I I, I like the song a lot. It's 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 it, again, this album is very different, and all of a sudden you go into this real chill chill song and dude this song it was on my remember i had that rainy day cd in college oh just, dude, I, dude this when would when be I put on, it on? It. yeah it's just it dude it feels like kind of like a, a rainy day he definitely changes up his vocals in the way he sings it he sings very sort of clear crisp and um pleasantly i guess is, is the way I yeah. say it. so it definitely changes the album up and dude just that jazz feel all right yeah like, they've never
0: uh, i don't think they'd ever done a song anything like this and right. it's it's one of my favorite points on the album. Yeah. No, you know, great, it man. just like you think they toned it down with Lady Picture Show and then this comes on and it's really like right. like a band you hadn't heard and I think one of the 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 woman who was narrating this documentary, this miniature documentary that I talked about mm-hmm. on MTV said that there were several songs where she goes, "If you would play this for me, I wouldn't think it was the Stone Temple Pilots." Stone Temple. And then sure. they were, they, and their response was, "That's exactly what we exactly. want." You know, that's which cool. Oh that, man, that's great.
1: great. I, yeah, I really like that. Um, <clears throat> so then we move on to tripping on a hole in a paper heart. Now I remember Graham knowing about this, and then I forgot, and then I just looked it up again to confirm. Dude, this is Eric Kretz's song. Like, oh yeah, doing, yeah. Remember, yeah. yeah. He I guess wrote it or whatever, which makes sense, especially the way it starts off on the drums, right? The yeah. <sighs> Um dude, this song is just pure rock, man. The energy of this song is so amazing, right?
0: And that's the thing, if you put Big Bang Baby like you said in the top 3 or top 5 for this group, this one is, this is up right up there like contending with it. Oh man. Such it's, I, it's, it's it's one of those songs like if I haven't heard it in a while and I'm listening to the album, I will rewind this one two or three I say rewind, but I will <laughs> I will go back to the Let's beginning like Two or three times for this song because it's so good and and the changes in it, what he does vocally, yeah, dude. There's so many different vocal things. It's
1: almost like, um, gosh, what did I say? It it was almost like, sort of like, there's three different vocal sounds that I noticed. Like he sings parts um, almost like he's doing this sort of duet back and forth with himself. But there's like a different effect on one part of his vocals than a different on the other. And then he sings the other part. And when he sings that
0: part, like, we do it live. we do the megaphone, We do the
1: megaphone and
0: stuff, and yeah. And and that's what I think is cool, because as I mentioned earlier about um, how I felt like Dean DeLeo does such a good job of, like, using the palette of what the guitar can do in such different ways. I I feel equally that they do that with Scott Weiland's vocals, and this song, like you said, is a great example of that. Yeah.
1: Well, it's just, to me, it's, like, kind of kind of the perfect rock song it's what like two and a yeah. half minutes it rocks it has the energy has good transitions um you know again the variety of the vocals just every instrument is really emphasized uh it's 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 definitely one of my favorites of theirs for sure
0: followed up um, by another one of my favorites of theirs art school girlfriend five or four yeah. times <laughs> yeah they call it art school girl but it's girlfriend yeah. i got a girlfriend i'm this pretty a- sure
1: this was just like a misprint, probably um it dude it's again though very different song for them like right yeah i mean it's it, it is one of those things where it's like it's oh,
0: almost kind of like goofy and kitschy at first and then when it comes right. in it's like a real kick in the nuts yeah right oh dude there's that sharp transition to these oh. in,
1: intense intense rock parts I and mean, he's i told you five or four times like it's like whoa
0: i mean it's the song is very bipolar i feel it is know? and it it I remember hearing it when I was younger and and I was kind of like not as sure about it, but you know, I, I liked it. And then <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like we, you know, when we were in college, I went through like a kind of another phase of them, like listening to them again after a certain amount of years. Mm-hmm. And during yeah. that phase, this like immediately jumped out. And I was like, this is easily one of the best songs they've ever done. It's yeah. so yeah. good.
1: Yeah. Cause I remember when four came out getting really into four, and then that
0: spark. And then you up, just go back the, through the catalog, the catalog, right? I mean, it, you're like,
1: wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, oh, man, I haven't listened to this album for years, and it's really freaking good, right? So, yeah. Um, all right. Adhesive. Next song. Adhesive. Adhesive. Kind of it slows song. it down a little bit. It does. They're very reminiscent of And So I Know. Um, you know, I would say I like And So I Know better, but this is, um, Yeah. You know, he, he sings this one with a little more grittiness and,
0: and, and stuff, too. Um but it has like this melancholy feel. Oh. Interestingly enough, in, in that mini doc, they uh mm. they asked the band members what their favorite song was on the album. This was Eric Kretz's favorite song. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder why. Does he say or he just says he just said No, I don't That's know. Like- he just he just thought that that Scott Wyland's vocals were um just presented very well and it was just it was written in in just a really interesting way and i i can't say that i disagree no not at all and it it does kind of now that you mention it it does kind of get into that jazzy part because they have some horns at the end all the horns oh absolutely
1: oh i guess
0: i guess it's just a trumpet
1: but yeah that was a trumpet but yeah um but again it's one of those things that you wouldn't really expect to hear on a stone temple pilots album
0: yeah, right. and, the, and the way it kind of plays in makes sense with that part of the song. But then then that also wouldn't make sense if you were to do the adhesive love part. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the, totally, It's, it's totally. interesting. Yeah. Man, dude, why are there
1: not bands like this anymore? Like, this sucks. Yeah. I, like, I hear you. You know, anyways. It, that it's, could be a, yeah. That be a whole episode. Whole nother stuff. episode. Yeah. All right, dude, ride the cliche. I just love the name of this song. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, just ride the cliche, I, I,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah, and one thing that that I've always thought with Stone Temple Pilots and, and Dean DeLeo is there are a lot of guitar chords that he plays that are very dissonant, and um, okay. dissonance is like, I mean, it can be used in non-musical terms, but for music nerds and people who studied music, it's basically like things that don't sound harmonious together like when you play a beautiful major chord it, mm-hmm. it sounds like it belongs together but dissonant chords don't necessarily sound and dude they play a lot of those right. stone temple pilots does and yeah. dude ride the cl- the cliche starts with that dissonant that eh, 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 eh. <laughs> and, 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 it, and it's, it's kind of almost ugly sounding but I right. I like oh, it, it but it's yeah it's,
1: Mm-hmm. oh man dude it was so good to really revisit this album it's just you know oh, I there's know. so many I, I think I've you know many of the songs on this album you know when you have time with an album and you're like oh man you, like you were saying about tripping on old paper Heart, It's like oh man you kind of go back to like oh that track like sometimes you just get stuck on the track and you're like oh mm-hmm. man, like that one so um, well then dude we move on to I guess you could say the second instrumental song on the album which is Daisy which I, I dude awesome Right,
0: dude. Again, written by Robert DeLeo, the bass right. player, and he yeah. plays guitar on it. Right now, I, yeah. I wonder if he plays both the strumming and the slide. The slide. Or
1: yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do not know that. If anybody else knows that, please yeah, let us know below. Please let us. Know. Um, but <laughs> you know, it's interesting, Grim. I believe, I mean, I don't want to, you know, not talk about the slide because I love the slide on the song. Is this the first time we hear an acoustic guitar on this album?
0: Is I it the only it, time? I think it may well
1: be. I, I, I can't mention that. I can't. Any of the other songs, I've not. I don't believe I've heard an acoustic guitar. Yeah, I think um, you're right. Yeah, I mean this album doesn't. It doesn't have a creep. It doesn't have a a, a pretty penny. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, it has Daisy.
0: Uh, it has Daisy. And I like this song in the way the, the chord structure is very much like in what would people um it's written in what people would say is like kind of a jazz standard sort of a format. Okay. It okay. sounds almost like an old jazz standard the way the chords interplay and but gotcha. I think a great song. Great song. Yeah. All right,
1: move to the final track Grim. Seven Seven cage Tiger. Tigers. Dude.
0: I don't know what it means. I don't know either. Really like the song. It honestly out of all their songs, this one for some reason is always uh sounds reminiscent of Led Zeppelin. Well, and I have, you know, the ending especially.
1: Oh yeah. Like cuz the ending like dude, if you listen to the last minute of this song where it just kind of sort yeah. of fades out and it's distant and everything, dude, that's the last 40 seconds of Over the Hills and Far Away. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I mean sure. if you
1: listen to the last minute of this song and the last minute of that song you're going to be like wow. So, you know, and and they were huge Led Zeppelin fans, right? Yeah. And and so that's just I think that's just a fun almost like little
0: little little tribute to them. It's it's uh, funny that you say that cuz in the in the interview I watched with the three of them like in yeah. Modern Times, dude, Kretz is wearing a Led Zeppelin t-shirt. It oh, it's nice. says like Bonzo on it and it has the symbols. Sweet. Yeah. So cool. they I, like I I think that's a fair statement.
1: <laughs> yeah. This one, this one does have some interesting lyrics, dude. Clean the politician and wash him with ever pure. I like that. Yeah. Um, wasting time chasing those cows that fly. Yeah, and, uh, pass the umbilical cord down for flyby. Yeah, I mean, it's it, yeah, it's a whole mix of things, and uh, you know, I I love the feel
0: of this song. I really just it, it feels great, and the way it's he just, sings it, I think he yeah. sings it very cleanly and and differently. Yep. It doesn't sound as scratchy as a lot of yep, the others. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, exactly. All right, Grim, so with that it, said, I think it's, it's time, time to get scratching.
1: Scratch. and uh, I think you did tame Apollo last, so I think I'm yeah, on T. Yeah, you're on the T. Yeah. yeah, and for those of you who don't know, this is the point in the show where we uh, choose what track we would scratch off the album, not that we want to because we like them all, but if one got scratched, what could you live without? Yeah. Maybe there's one that you skip. Maybe there's one you've heard a million times and you're like, "Hey, I'm good." So, Grim, it's a game. Um, you know, despite what DMX says, it is a game. I, I think you're gonna. I don't know if I'll get a um, WTF, uh, whatever's um, ITS for this. Yeah, but but I think you you might disagree or be surprised. Um, I'm actually gonna scratch. I believe
0: Lady Picture Show. Ooh, you're not gonna get a WTF ITS, but we are gonna go to. Uh, uh, No way. Wow. Oh dude, yeah. Uh,
1: Dang, man. Yeah. Lady picture show for you as well. All right. Tell me. Tell me what your reason is. Easily.
0: Um I I have no, I mean, it's a fine song, but it just um to me it's it's just it's just the most in the middle one, right? Because the other ones are either like Really, kind of more rock, or they really go off on a different tangent. Like, it, and so I know. And Lady yeah. Picture Show is it's safe. It, you're right. It's you're right. safe, it, it's, and it's, and it's not a bad pictures. song. It's just safe. So yeah. that's that yeah. is my reasoning. So what about you? Yeah, I'm with you there. Well, I think it's also
1: tough coming right. I mean, dude, it's like you know people always talk about. Well, how do you follow that up? It's like, dude, yeah. following up Big Bang Baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a tough follow up. It's a tough follow up. Um and to be honest, it's just one that I have I just it doesn't it doesn't do a whole lot for me. There's nothing that overly stands out. Um and it's one that I skipped. I would just I would just skip it a lot when I was you know listening to my CDs. Um I I really would. I think part of me just wants to get to, you know, and not and, and here's the thing I love and so I know too, and I certainly wouldn't scratch that, but there's been times that I've skipped that one too because um, I just like, want to get to I, tripping out a, a hole. hole. bad. Yeah. That, and I get Yeah, that. exactly. Like like come on. Can't disagree with me there. We're we gonna split hairs. No. Um, so yeah, so, I, I That's that's that on that.
0: So now that we're in overtime, I mean, you got to pick oh, a second. Shoot. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot about that part. Um You know, all right. I'm going to go with adhesive. Okay. Because I can understand because it's, it's another chill song, but I feel like I sort of get my fill with. And so I know, um, oh, I got so you. I, I got you. Okay. You know, but, but man, I, I'll tell you what though, after really listening to it again, this time, I have a tough time. I like the horns and after, especially after you saying, you know, Oh yeah. You know, we don't want to, you know, it kind of wants to be unsuspecting. It's like, Oh, I didn't know that was a stone double pilot. Yeah. Song. So, um, so I do appreciate that, but I could I could see myself skipping that one. What about you?
0: Okay, I would probably do. That's a tough one, uh, because I, I I feel like there's times where I could you know I do ride the cliche. Yeah, that was going to be sort of my. It was sort of a toss up between adhesive and the clear. And again, not that I don't like it. It's just, it's kind of this weird in the middle thing to me. It's not like totally one of the harder rock songs. And it's not really, it's just kind of, it's in this weird kind of space. And that's fine. I like the song. But I mean, if we're playing the game, which
1: we do. Yeah. All right. So, well, we got to finish the game, which is uh, what is your favorite song? Is it. It's probably between oh. Big Big Baby and Tripping, right? Or I, I
0: but I know you like Tumble the Rough too, so I do. Well, I guess if you scratch first, I'll do this first. I do yeah. Tripping on a Hole. It, it, it no question. Yeah. Well, it's tough for, it, yeah. It, it is very yeah, tough, but yeah, that would have yeah. to be it.
1: I think it's that's probably. I it's know, so but, close between tripping out a hole and Big Bang Baby for me. I know, it's, it depends yeah, on I mean, what
0: day you listen to it. Or even yeah, pretty much suicide for God's sakes. I mean pretty much shit. Yeah. yeah. So
1: well, people below, let us know what you'd scratch. Let us know your favorite track. Also let us know what you think. Is this your favorite STP album? We're talking about Scott Weiland STP. I don't want to talk about anything. You know, we don't thank we don't, you. It's, yeah, it's the rest like, doesn't even like, count. No offense. Like they like should have just went
0: back to talk show. Yeah,
1: it's like when Pink Floyd, you know anything yeah. after not Waters, gilmore, gilmore floyd yeah no. sorry sorry
0: so with all sorry. that sorry. i mean while you're doing that maybe go ahead and give us a quick like and subscribe, subscribe. And like and subscribe, and subscribe and comment here. below We're already commenting below
1: and yeah. check out our monday episode where we just discussed the anniversary 25th anniversary super deluxe edition that should be coming out well, actually by the time this airs i believe it comes out the 23rd of july so
0: Ooh, i can't wait check, i can't wait dude i want to hear the full the length, length press play
1: press play so right. bad so all right grim well they can press play we're gonna press stop time to go
0: scratch a track is produced by the dude grim additional music provided by Moore and the Tims. copyright 2021 the dude grim show